0: Welcome back to another episode of The Shine Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Starr. Today, I have an incredible guest here. Her name is Carolyn Bolt. She is the co-founder and vice president of Crossfields, which is a successful interior design firm, and they have such an incredible portfolio of constructions throughout the United States, and they specialize in chiropractic and healthcare offices. And aside from that, she has also been self-employed or business owner since 1992. But today we are going to be talking about how the environment of your space and how it impacts your success, whether that goes for the actual design and color and texture, what is around you, smells, sounds all of that encompassing in today and I am so excited for you to listen in on our conversation. She is beautiful inside and out and I'm honored to have her on the show today. So let's dive right in. Carolyn welcome to the show. I've honestly been so looking forward to our conversation. And one reason is because I go through these little phases where I literally clean out everything. I have a home studio and home office, and it's enjoyable for me to rearrange, throw, manage, and kind of reuse things that I already have. So it brings me a lot of satisfaction and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So I know we got to chat just a little bit, but I want to hear more about how you got into this line of work and why you still find it either fascinating or passionate and and all of those things.
1: That'd be fun to talk about. So you're creative. I'm a creative. Okay. So it starts from that creative thought process where you're um kind of differentiate, you know that you're differentiated when you're young, mm-hmm. that you just have this creative artistic thought process and what you do and what you think. So I started out in that artistic mode as a young child. And then I developed a desire for interior architecture through my father's. Was My father was a um, designer, an engineering designer at NASA, and he worked on advanced preliminary design. So he's working on space station. And um, there was an architect that was working with him, And they would sit around, they'd come over for dinner when I was about 14, and he'd come over for dinner, and um, his name was Roger Richman, if I ever meet him again. And they would sit around and talk about the psychology of your environment and how people react, because their whole focus was how are they going to put people up in space and them not go crazy? What were they going to do to the interior design of an Earth-orbiting space station? That was his thesis. So it was just fascinating. And that got me very interested in art for the sake of creating a purpose Mm -hmm. and the purpose would be you could actually impact and influence how people feel in a space so you're talking about your environment and changing it it changes how you think it changes your psychic it changes your energy so Mm -hmm. that's how I got into interior design and interior architecture years and years ago
0: Oh my gosh. And they're not going to be able to see this, but I'm like smiling and moving because it so (laughs) interests me as a creative and a business owner. And even because mine's in my home and it's also my workspace, I've always believed that when I walk in the front door of whether it's my workspace or my home that day, I want to feel and say, I love it here. And it's my place of peace. And so that's how I kind of decorated and moved that around. And so let's jump into those questions. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, Okay. So first of all, I wanted to kind of talk about what you think about looking at lighting, organization, comfort, efficiency, and what is the place that when you're designing that you kind of start with when you bring on a new project? So... You said a lot of
1: those things that are all kind of mixed together. So the first thing we do is we we adhere to form follows function. Mm -hmm. Because the very, very first thing, and what that means is that form being the three-dimensional space and function means how things work. They're connected. You can't just make something work and then come back and make it pretty mm-hmm. and you can't make something pretty if it doesn't work mm-hmm. okay so the first thing you've got to do is focus on the function of the space so just what you said is it organized can you find what you need to find is it can you move through the space the way you need to move it so we work with a lot of dot we work with holistic doctors and so we're spending time on their brick and mortar where they see patients so We have to make sure they're efficient and how they flow with their patients and where their their nurses and assistants work with them, et cetera. But it's the same thing just in your office as as it is. Mm -hmm. And having things efficient and having things um, so that you have the right amount of space, you don't need to, especially if you're renting space, you want to make sure you're not overpaying for space. But you also don't want to have such a small amount of space that you can't accomplish what you need to do. So um, there's lots of ways to create efficiencies. I mean, think about people in kitchens, little bitty small kitchens in New York City, they create efficiency going vertically and hanging things and stuff. So it's it's not the quantity of space, but it's how you create the efficiencies in it. So that's the first thing that matters. Because if things aren't working, it doesn't matter how pretty they are. Right. Okay. It doesn't matter. Now that you have the things working, then you start to think about the three-dimensional form of the space. And that's where a lot of the other part of the psychology comes in. So if things are working, your energy is good, but if things are pretty, so you talked about lighting, mm-hmm. lighting creates so many moods and the more, the lower the light level, the quieter the space is, just think about it night. Mm-hmm. Think about when you have children and you want them to to be a little bit calmer, you make sure the lights go low, things of that sort. And then if you want a lot of energy, you have a lot of light, the more sunlight you have, the more, the more vibrancy you have. So you can purposely be intentional about your light. That's part of the whole thing with interior design is understanding it, but helping people be intentional, mm-hmm. helping people be aware and then make choices that are intentional. Yes. So yes. that's probably the big. And then the other big one is color. Good. Coloring. That was my next
0: question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're a, you're an, you know, you're a photographer and artist. I mean, color is, you know, people, there's a whole psychology of color. There's theory of color. There's ancient color therapies. Um, there's light color. There's so many different places you could go with color, but color is the very first thing that people take in
0: mm-hmm. is
1: Whatever they see, they're just taking it in and they make judgments. So people make judgments about if you were building a space that you had potential clients come in, they're going to make a judgment about you immediately based on your space Mm -hmm. before they even see you, you know, absolutely. They haven't had a chance to see you or if they've had a chance to see you and then they see you in your space. Does your space accentuate who you are? Mm -hmm. So it does that from the outside, but it also does it from the inside. So if you're in a home office, is it doing what you need to do to, to help enhance your energy, your own personal energy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even the people.
0: <laughs> I had to write yeah. down something you going said from there. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. Something you said was that space accentuates what you are. And when I first start redecorating, when I move and redecorate a home, part of me is like oh i want nice neutrals and for some reason it always ends up these kind of fun like peacock fun crazy colors and i always end <laughs> up loving it because that's who i am so i love that you said that because that i feel like my home represents who i am as well so i love that 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 connection there and back Gosh. to color really quickly and i know this could go okay. so many ways but I know a lot of people feel overwhelmed, especially with color and color schemes, what goes together, what makes them feel either peace or I've even, and I'm sure you've researched about what colors make people purchase or purchase more, what all of that looks like. Are there some color schemes in a workspace that you know work really great or really terribly? What is your take on that?
1: Well, it so everything depends on what your end goal is. Yes. Okay. All those just all those questions that you ask. There is not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. So let's just say um, I'll give you an example. In a lot of the doctors that we work with, um, they want their spaces to be calm. They mm-hmm. want their spaces to be um, healing, etc. So the two most healing colors are green and blue. Mm-hmm. Those are the two most healing colors, as long as they're not too vibrant
0: and mm-hmm. bright, because
1: the intensity of the color matters also, right? It's mm-hmm. not just the, you know, there's the u, the value, and the intensity of the color, and you would understand that as an artist. So, so the u is the basic color that you see. It's the blue. It's the green. It's that that color that you think about, and of course, there's infinite numbers as you begin to mix that color wheel together, and then the value is how bright or how i mean how um the tint or the shade so how how light it is versus how dark it is so you can take orange and you can make it light and it becomes peach or you can make it dark and it becomes rust they have two different energies mm-hmm. a darker one you know is more heavy it's more masculine it's more um driven where the peach obviously is lighter it's refreshing tends to be more feminine etc so that's where you go with the colors as So you kind of decide what's my end goal. What Mm -hmm. am I trying to create? Do I want to create a very energetic office? Um, You know, my background is white and have pops of color everywhere to create energy and interest. Or do I kind of tone everything out to be more neutral and that creates a lower energy? Does that help?
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Especially because you said you need to figure out the end goal because that's the first thing is go, I have no idea what color, I have no idea where to start. And even though this might not sound like the right way to do it, a lot of times I'll go on Pinterest and be like, I know that I love blush and soft. And so I'll kind of go on there and then find other colors that represent that, that I can tie in. And so what is kind of some ways that if you know, maybe a few colors you love that you can kind of hone in on how to create that space as a whole and make it feel more coordinating?
1: So what? let me just tell you what we do with our clients.
0: Yeah. And please. Then,
1: okay. So what we do with our clients, most clients that come to us really don't have a clue of interior design. You know, mm-hmm. they'll come and they'll go, I can't do this at all. But we also have clients, a lot of times we'll have a, honestly, we'll have a, a husband and wife team and the husband doesn't care and the wife cares tremendously. So yeah. it's an interesting dynamic, you know, that they deal with. Um, and that's not a hundred percent because I have a I have plenty of men that really care about the way their space looks also saying that we start with now in a business, you have to appeal to your demographics mm-hmm. you're you're in a business mode you think about when you do photography when you're capturing photography for a business client, that photography needs to appeal to that ideal client, right mm-hmm. so you've got design to design that ideal client. So what are their goals? What are their, what is their situation? What are you trying to attract? Um, if you're doing it for yourself, it's more of what is the energy I want in the space? What do, how do I want to feel in the space? So it's you feeling in the space or it's the client and how do you want them to feel in the space? Mm-hmm. So once you understand the feeling, cause it's all, it's emotional, it's totally emotional. There's nothing technical about it, okay? I There may be technical about the space plan, but yeah. nothing else is technical. It's very, very creative in motion. So once you decide that, then um, what we do is we have our clients actually do exactly what you just said. Go on Pinterest. Mm. They don't know Pinterest. Just Google images. Mm. Find images that represent these words to you. Because if you say, I want a real professional space. That doesn't mean anything. It's like, what does professional mean to you? I, I have a clientele that's very um, healthy and very holistic and very sports driven. And they, you know, they want to be able to come to my office, not, you know, in just right after they got out of workout. So what kind of space are you going to create for them that's going to make them feel comfortable in that space? Yes. Or I have a clientele that's very, very high end and poshy, poshy and I'm, you know, think about, you know, going all the way to med spas and lots of cash available and stuff. They want to feel like when they walk into that space, that space is going to represent what they're going to be spending money on. Mm -hmm. So that's where you design a space. As far as a personal space, it has to do with what kind of energy you want in the space. And, And if you think about people's homes, you'll have different rooms for different energy because you're going to be in that space. For a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, that's how you go. So I don't know if that's helping a lot, but everyone's perception of that is so personal. That's why knowing your ideal client and trying to actually create, you've heard the concept of creating an avatar Mm -hmm. and you really try to design for that avatar and what they would like in the space um, is the same thing as you're doing for your own home. Yes.
0: No, that's perfect. And speaking of energy, I know this is the personal side of it rather than business, but behind me, I'm actually in my bedroom. And when my boyfriend moved in, like we discussed changing things, I'm all for change. That's good with me. But in the bedroom, I want it to immediately feel calm and peace and to encourage, you know, sleep and rest and all of those things. And there was a suggestion once of like bright red. I love bright red. It can be perfect. But for me in my room, like I felt like it would do the opposite for me. And if you can see behind me, I know they, the listeners can't see this. It's like a very soft purpley lavender. And to me, it just okay. let me release see. all of the stress of the day. And so you're perfectly. like I think that's great about energy, is because it definitely goes into personal home as well, and why we choose those colors and how we can incorporate them to feel certain things. And absolutely, yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. because everyone knows me just as said like that. Yes, sorry, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I mean, you just said that red invokes it immediately raises blood pressure mm. immediately. Red sh- raises your blood energy, and so. A little bit of red is incredibly powerful and it's incredibly, you know, just what is the word I want to say? Just powerful. I can't think of another better word, but it it invokes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And so no, you don't want to ever put red in a space you want to rest and calm. You just, it doesn't, it doesn't work quite right. I mean, I can't say it never works. I can never say never because there's always that. There's going to be an, an exception. Way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not your general go to. So you're right. exactly right. You have a general go to. So the other thing that's interesting is you understand contrast. Mm. So, especially in color contrast, would be a dark against a light color that that contrast creates energy. So Mm -hmm. the more the more difference there is in those colors are the more opposite on the color wheel they are next to each other creates energy things of that sort. If you're going into try to do um, a space that would be very calming you want those colors and color palettes to be closer together Mm -hmm. more, I don't want to say monochromatic but more of the same area so that there's less contrast going on because that contrast creates energy. Mm-hmm. And so red just of itself is so, you know, I mean, okay, so red, let's use red for a minute. Yeah. You tone red all the way down and you get into a soft pink and it suddenly becomes much more calming. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not, it's it's a lot of those parts and pieces of the color. But color is color is dramatic. In yeah. fact, there's a um can't remember exactly the statistics but in business color alone is like 68 to 70 percent of your first perception that's mm. why your logo is important yeah that color on your logo but just because your logo is red doesn't mean every piece in your office needs to be red though so be right. careful <laughs> <laughs> and like you said lower
0: yeah. That it's reminds powerful. me, you know, little, this is nothing to do with business, but my mom's home doesn't really have red, but she has, it was her mother's, a baby grand piano. That's red. It's the only thing red I think in her entire house, but oh. it is a powerful little statement and your eye goes to it and it creates that like high energy and the rest of her whole house is very calm. And it's just a beautiful like interaction, but you're right. You don't need red everywhere because it's powerful. So I love. Yeah, that.
1: It's great. that sounds so beautiful.
0: Oh, it's yeah, gorgeous. Sounds, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yes. Um, and the other so thing you said
1: red that was so- is, red is also. I'm sorry, red no, is no, also very. rich, it. It's very rich color. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, um, if you go back into the traditional, if you if you've ever done tours of old castles and things of that, red and gold and that richness of that color, you know, because it was, um, it was more expensive. to have red gold. So they all kind of go together. So (laughs) yes, by the way, are you wearing red right now? No, it's kind of an
0: orange. Okay. From my viewpoint, I was like, ooh, she's wearing a powerful color. I love it. I just wanted to point <laughs> it out. It's rust. It's a okay. subtle, <laughs> subtle power. <laughs> a subtle, a subtle power. I like that. That's cute. Uh, I know we could talk about color forever. Let's move past just a little bit for a while. And I'm not sure everyone else thinks about this, but I know this is on your mind too, is what about smell? There's three things, smell, sound, and texture. And I know there's so many things we could say about them. But are there certain smells or sounds, whether it's like essential oils or music or whatever that looks like, that has an impact on your work? And I know that, again, could be different for like a home workspace and where you normally design. Will you kind of talk about those and what you maybe would suggest for each? Because they're very different.
1: So I'm not an expert in different kinds of like, like I can tell you colors and what they impact. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert in smells, Mm -hmm. but I know there are people that are, and I go to them and I trust them. Um, One of the things that I think is so fascinating about aroma and smell and things that we don't even realize is that it's such a memory. Mm -hmm. It's a sensory memory. So one of the things is using it, you know, once again, I work in the commercial world, but using it in the commercial world to help elevate that, impression you want people to have. And there's if you think about there's hotels like the Ritz Carlton has a signature scent. Do you know and high-end mm-hmm. hotels like that have a signature scent. Mm-hmm. And that scent, the mixture of those smells, just like people wear perfume, right? The mixture of those different smells create an impression. You know, let's just talk about like clones. I can talk a little bit more about perfumes, I guess. Is that, you know, the sweeter, the perfume, the the more sensuous sweeter, and then the more muskier it gets more, I don't know if I'm telling you that correctly, because I'm not an expert at That's smells, okay, you're I doing know great, I love it. <laughs> I, I use charts, you know, yeah. I use charts, but yeah, so you can create signature smells. So there are um, companies in the business world that they'll put together a signature smell for you mm-hmm. of different, like. I don't know. They're like pellets. It's like creating your own perfume. Yes. And you can use that and, and have it filtrated through the environment. And um, essential oils are a great way to do that. Essential oils tend to stay in one little spot though. Mm-hmm. So this is the idea of essential oils going through the entire space yeah. and doing it healthy. Cause, cause you know, their aromas can actually, you've got, got to use healthy materials to do that, but um, yeah, smells are, so the, one of the most interesting things to me, I think about smells is real estate agents having baked, fresh baked cookies. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into the house, you smell the fresh baked cookies that connects your memory to being home. Mm -hmm. Same thing with having a, a fire and the smell of a fire. So there's things like that, that you can use to help accentuate what you're trying to speak of. Absolutely. Um, sound is the same, essentially the same way you think about, we, I'm old enough to remember the elevator music, you know, that, that you get on an elevator and this <laughs> kind of calm. I don't yes. know why they decided that the elevator needed to have calmness, but maybe people were freaked He's out about elevators. So. <laughs> they need to keep calm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So just think about when you walk into, um, I know a lot of, um, think about retail. Retail really uses sound a lot. You walk into different stores and the music that's playing appeals to the generation that would buy at that store. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So whether it's whatever it is all over the place, whether it's a Disney store (laughs) or whether it's, you know, the middle of Macy's, you know, know, whatever it's it's going to have, but they use sound. They use sound all the time. So I
0: I have to say something about that. Oh, you know, when you're a teenager yes. <laughs> and you go into your teenage stores and they have loud music and it's dark and it's fun and you love it. And I went in as an adult, still like the clothes, still like the brands, but I go in and I'm immediately like, this is loud. I need something for me. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and i not old by any means, but it, it definitely pushed me to, nope, this is not where I belong. So it was so That's interesting to see that set up. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I, I'm not going to name any names, but um, so I have grown children. Yes, But I remember going through these stages going, why do we want to shop in the store? I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But it was just the rage, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it it's very much all of those things create that atmosphere, that appeal, that draw people in to buy what they have. Mm -hmm. And when I I teach classes, um, to specifically, we did all, we started with just working with chiropractors and now we do more, a whole, all holistic health driven practices, but, um, I still teach classes to chiropractors and we talk about the importance of your environment. And we talk about, just think about Walmart versus the high-end department store. Mm -hmm. Okay. Walmart is very purposely designed, very purposely designed to support their low price leader motto. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you're getting a deal when you're in there. The lights are very, very bright. It's purposely designed this way. I'm not criticizing it. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you that that they design it very, very bright, hard floor surfaces, lots of advertisement. You You don't and and think about how you act when you're in the space. You don't typically care about what you're dressed. You expect to get a big deal. That is all part of their branding and their messaging and everything. So they were very purposeful about it. The same way if you go into a very high-end designer store, you don't see prices everywhere. You think about what you dress. The lighting is low and varied. The colors are typically very neutral. Mm -hmm. not bright and showy. So yeah, it's all purpose. It's all on purpose.
0: Yes. Something that I've tried personally is because my office and my workspace, my studio are are also my home. You at least have to walk through home before you get to studio and something I've done is experiment with different scents to see how people react. And I don't mean by, Oh, now they want to buy much more, but just what they feel when they're there. And A lot of times we have to get ready down here and then the studio is upstairs. And so I've kind of messed with more of that sensual like vanilla. That's what I kind of go towards and also a little bit more clean. Um, And I have found because I'm already in a home, if I have that little bit more sensual like vanilla, it gives them comfort rather than if I have more of a clean smell. It just feels like it's a house and not a place of relaxation and, and that too. So I've even tried to experiment that way. And it's made such a difference with people walk in and be like, Oh, it smells so nice. And I just want people to feel calm and like, this is their space and be able to feel vulnerable with me. So I love that you said, even at the beginning, what is the end result?" Cause even with smell, I want them to feel comfort. So I love exactly. that exactly mm-hmm. what is the
1: end result yeah and you you work through that mm-hmm. you know what is that, that where you want them to be and how yeah. that that's awesome think about yeah like like a small a spa smell yes when you go into that, a spa mm-hmm. you expect a certain smell and well it's not necessarily vanilla it's probably more clean but anyway you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it depends, no you're right it Depends what you're doing it depends what you're
0: doing <laughs> and I know yeah, that it's so right. different between offices like brick and mortar and home offices. But I would love to hear. I know you've talked a lot about how the environment we work in impacts like success. And will you speak on that a little bit as well?
1: So it's kind of that concept. Let me speak it this way. And you just said it, like when you create an environment, people feel a certain way when they walk in. So you're going to feel that way in your own space and office also, and making it, making it work for you. So whether it's, it it needs to be comfortable, right? It needs to feel comfortable. It needs to feel like you can find everything and it's efficient and and things of that sort, but um, it needs to not be frustrating. It needs to be encouraging to come into but everyone is a little bit different in what they need in their space also, right? So some need that real sense of focus, and they may just need an uncluttered space. Mm-hmm. Clutter can create all kinds of distractions for us. Mm-hmm. And that would be probably the biggest thing you see in home offices is it gets really cluttered because mm-hmm. people don't, aren't, there's no one visiting you. Right, for the most part, now you have now you have a studio in your office, so people right. are visiting,
0: yeah, keeps my and house so clear. that yes <laughs>
1: essentially the, it's essentially the same thing as a brick and mortar at that point because you're having your patient uh, your patients, your clients come in mm-hmm. and work with you. So yeah, it just because it's in your home doesn't mean it's not your office brick and mortar and you need to think of that same thing and you already are. but if you're working in a home office, like we've all become, I mean, my entire staff is virtual. They're all, and they have been since way before COVID. Mm -hmm. That's just the way we set this office up. And we do all of our work virtually. So, you know, it's things like, what does it look like behind you? Because that makes an impression on people if you're doing Zoom calls. It's really important, you know? Um, What's the, and my salesperson specifically, we have like, she does it in a bedroom. I'm like, it can't look like a bedroom. We need to do something. So she found this, this screen that she can put behind her. We tried green screens and stuff and <laughs> and it was cut heads off. It wasn't working very good. <laughs> so anyway, but it's important is what I'm trying to say. It's like, because you're still doing your impression in front of people, but when you don't have people seeing your environment, you, it can become, we can, we can make it cluttered. And mm-hmm. I love what you said every once in a while, you just have to do a big clean out mm. and you just, It's just like our, it's just like our closets, you know, they, they can get overwhelmed with stuff that that's really not necessary and creates clutter. And so clutter does clutter is kind of like having your, um, having your automatic notification that every time you get an email, it's popping up. And we all know that that totally stops our, our focus and our Mm -hmm. distraction. So stuff can do that too. So that would probably be my biggest. My biggest advice.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Even this isn't the space, but in in my inbox, I always want to see the bottom of my inbox because there's something about having it clean and not cluttered that I know I'm getting caught up. I know that it's where I need to be. There's just something about it. So yes, I totally feel the same way. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand. Is there a time frame where you suggest? a like refresh or freshening up your space again. Um, I know for me, it's like seasons. I like to move things around. So I see different photos or I feel different things during the year. So I feel like it's always fresh, even if it's just moving things around the office. Uh, And I would love to know what you suggest for freshening up a space and when to do that.
1: So what you just said about organizing and clutter and things of that sort, at least once a year, Mm -hmm. at least think about spring cleaning. Yes. Just just think about that point where you need to just take that time to get everything cleaned up. Um, if you're, and I'm going to say I'm more of a once a year, once every six months kind of cleanup person. Some people are more often because Mm -hmm. they're more, you know, they're more messy during the year. Does that make sense? So it kind of depends on your habits. Yep. If you're a, I need to pick up every day when the, I need the kitchen clean every night before I go to bed kind of person, it's going to be a whole different story than if, Hey, I really need to do a deep cleaning once every two weeks because my, I haven't touched my kitchen in so long. So it just depends on where you are. Okay. As far as, as far as aesthetically, and if you think about your, um, especially if it's a brick and mortar space, things date every seven years. Hmm. Every seven to 10 years, people in, in the commercial office space, people move their space every seven to 10 years. They redo something to their space every seven to 10 years. Part of that is a big part of that is because things date. Mm-hmm. So interiors date just like clothing dates. Okay. You can't, there is no, hey, I've designed it and I'm gonna stay here for 20 years and it's gonna be wonderful. It's just gonna date. The colors date first. Mm-hmm. Details and styles, the more fatty that style is, the faster it's gonna date. Mm-hmm. The more classic, the longer it's gonna last. But even classic, you know, unless you're doing pure classic, um, where you're you want it to look like, you know, the Parthenon or something. <laughs> to <laughs> date. Do you know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. It's going to date. So, so that we suggest an office revamp every seven years. Mm. And um, that doesn't mean you have to totally rip out all the carpet and start over and things of that sort. It just depends. It just, you know, where do you want to, where do you need to be? We love to buy, we love to specify and support clients in buying product that's going to last a really long time Mm -hmm. but then there's that point where i don't want to change it because i spent so much money on it supposed to last 20 years but it looks like it's 20 years old you know it looks like it's 15 years old and that makes you look like you're not up to date right because first impressions so so that's our our biggest rule of thumb on aesthetic changes
0: yeah okay to be honest that's way more reasonable I thought you I don't know what I thought the answer was going to be, but that is so reasonable, especially like with those big things, like you said, whether it's big furniture or carpet or colors, uh, that it takes a lot of money. So that makes me feel even better. That's totally reasonable. And what about like I know for me, is there like a refresh where just people want to feel without changing necessarily the space? Like I said, for me, about every season. I even move if I have a photo to a different photo place or just having a book in front of me or just different little things. Is there like a suggestion for people to feel like they're freshening up that you suggest every so often, just so they feel good about their space again? Well, I think that, I think we kind of go
1: back to that at least once a year, Okay, doing a big cleanup, unless, I mean, I love seasonally. I mean, that, that's kind of what we, that, you know, that's how we, Process through life anyway. Mm-hmm. We think about how we, unless I don't know. You said you're in Florida. I don't know where you are in Florida. You may not have as many seasons as we. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta. Okay, I'm in Atlanta. and I grew up in Houston, so okay. our seasons in Houston were cold mm-hmm. for a little bit and hot the rest of the time. So we yep. didn't have the seasons that I have here, where I have that. I really have a real spring and we really have a real fall. But I also don't live way up north where it's cold for a really long time either. Right. So. Some of it's just you know seasonal, so maybe in you know somewhere that you live, like when I lived in Houston, we're in Florida.
0: Are you? I'm in Panama City Beach, so I'm only like five hours from you. But I grew up okay. in Minnesota, so <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> very different. Yes, very different. Okay, so you're in the Panhandle of Florida, so you do get some seasonal change, just mm-hmm. like we did in Texas. But it's not as dramatic as it is as you go further north. Definitely in Minnesota. Wow. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, I, so I, you may we, you know, psychologically you may need more
0: every three
1: month or four month changes because your environment outside is not changing.
0: Right. So oh, I like that, that. Be a psychology.
1: I never thought of it that way, but yeah. that may be a psychology where when you're in a space that your outside is changing anyway it's not as important that you have that revival on the inside. So mm-hmm. that's very really personal. Now I'm going to
0: have to like and journal personal. on that.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to think about it too. I love exactly. that. I love it. Yeah. Is, and I know this is such a broad question. Are there any ways that you suggest maybe making the office more efficient? And again, I know that can look so many different ways, but even something small that you can either add or subtract to make it more joy seeking or efficient.
1: So, so efficient and joy syncing might, might be two different things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if it's not efficient, that it, if think, you know, the energy when things are just kind of broken and they don't work and things like that, it just sucks energy out of you yeah. slowly. So um, I know there's a um, coach that I've followed in the past that she, and I've never actually done this, but I need to, where she says she starts at the beginning of the year and she makes a list of 100 things that are not working in her life. Wow. And she said, it's really interesting because she has to dumb because after about 60, she runs out of things and she has to keep coming up with it. And she said, it kind of releases the energy of, okay, I know I acknowledge these things Mm. need to be fixed. And she said, it's interesting because they get more gets fixed and she's been doing this. So I just said something I've never even tried. Where am I going? (laughs) Where I'm going with that is that um, I think, I think if you think about getting into your space and you think about it, what isn't working for you? Mm -hmm. And there you'll know what needs to be fixed Mm -hmm. because it's, there's not a general, I mean, yes, it needs to be, we've already talked about it not being cluttered. Yeah. Already talked about it, not, you know, is it dated, meaning things are ugly and old, you know, those type of things. Is it um, in fact, I, I'm sharing gonna share with your listeners a free resource that we created, and there's like five things. And so I'll just talk about that because that kind of relates to what you're saying. The first thing is just get a fresh eyes on your space, sometimes can help tremendously. Um Find your trusted confidant to come and walk in and give their opinion because we are, we live in it and we don't see it. Do mm-hmm. you know, we just get used to it. Um, so that's the first thing. It's like overall what I need to do. Another point is, is it, is it cluttered? You know, we've talked about that a hundred times now. Is it dated? We've talked about that. Are there things that are, um, yeah? are, are the walls scuffed? are the, are the chairs ripped? Mm. Are there, you know, is it, is it, I would call things broken, you know, are things that can be stuff that just sucks energy out of you and you need to fix it, right? Those things that are broken. And then the other two things are the lighting, Mm. where how's the lighting, you know, we're, thankfully we've gotten away from fluorescent lighting because there was a lot of, you know, fluorescent lighting that's not, um, that does some stuff to your eyes and things like that, and more led, and you can vary the light color because light color can change how you feel, mm-hmm. but natural light, you know, natural light gives you the most, most energy. Yes. Um, but if you live in Minnesota and you don't have a lot of good sunlight, how can you do to supplement that? Right. You know What can you do? Mm-hmm. Um, so lighting. And then of course we just talked about color, you know, yes. what are you doing? What's, the color sometimes it just paint a wall a different color and it can change everything mm. for you yes
0: again yes it can okay <laughs> one thing I don't tell too many people this because it's a little strange when I first moved in here my lovely bathroom was like a shade of grandma nursing home green okay. and I painted it this beautiful I live in Florida now so it's kind of this pretty Tiffany blue kind of aqua color it's it's really lovely but I left a little bit of it that Ugly green in a corner, so I could show people, like, don't do this. This is terrible. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! Oh my um, gosh! I have to, love- I have to laugh because I moved into a house about two and a half years ago, and it everything was beautiful except the master bedroom, mm-hmm. or the second master bedroom, let's call it, and it was painted. I don't know she just it's (laughs) like people find a little bitty piece it's like the bright blue I mean it was bright blue and so I had them painted it all it's you know it's kind of a beigey gray color you know the really neutral but they purposely not purposely they left along the edges the painters left along the very edges I should have had them come back and fix it but I didn't realize after they were gone you can see that little bitty bit of the blue. Oh man. And I can see the same thing. It's like, this is what it used to look like. <laughs> I don't know
0: why, but it's not like, either. Really? It just feels satisfying. There's something about it. Does. It. <laughs> it does. Oh, I will say, I thought about this as I was kind of like getting some questions for you. When I first moved here, I worked in an office and it was great people, great office, great environment, great company. But the office space I had- one was in fluorescent lighting. There wasn't a window. And for, that works for some people. It does not for me. I get, I don't get depressed from it, but those that energy definitely enters me after like six months to a year. Um, and like you said, lighting has a big to do with that. And the other thing is I didn't touch anything in that office. It was mine, but for some reason it didn't feel mine. So I never changed anything, upgraded anything. I left it. And I think that's one of the reasons that I wanted to leave maybe even sooner than I needed to is because I didn't make it a place that felt good to me. I just thought this isn't my place. I'm here for a short time. And it never felt good, I guess is the only word I can come up with. And to me, that was kind of the epitome of why a workspace needs to be updated and feel good is because you need to perform well and be excited about that space. And yeah, I think back to that and go, why didn't I change that? The woman after me, as I was helping her integrate, she changed everything and it looked great. And I was like, why didn't I do this for a year and a half? Um, But you're so right. It definitely had a toll on how I felt every day being there. And then what I was producing the work out of it as well. So I saw that for myself. It was huge. Well,
1: we can't come up with exact numbers. Mm -hmm. The best we can come up with is that we see our clients that renovate their space or move into a new space that they've designed, increase their revenue by 20%. Oh my gosh. Just like almost immediately. So it's just, it's the, it's a couple of things for them. It's the idea of they're attracting and retaining patients Mm -hmm. to who they are, but you can't, it's hard to know how that energy, the efficiency and the atmosphere is doing to their staff. Mm
0: -hmm. What is that
1: happening? And they retain their staff longer. It's amazing when you have a beautiful place for people to work. Yes. They want to stay longer. You know, yes, they've got to have a great management team and things of that, but if you can have a great management team and have a horrible looking space, how many times have you walked into an office (laughs) and you were going to go see somebody and you, they were recommend, even recommended to you. And you walked in and go, I don't really want to be here. Oh, you, know, you just so often. Did. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you Just think that, and, and the people inside don't really see it. So mm-hmm. you're a creative, you understand it. You mm-hmm. understand already the psychology of space. So many people don't, yeah. they don't really know that that's, Impacting them. So, this is my message to get it out there. By the way, your space impacts you. You can make a decision and be intentional about what you do with it. Right. Yes.
0: No, you're right about that because I immediately go in a room and because I've studied it, not nearly like you have, but I have studied it. And I know why I suddenly feel down or feel dingy or don't want to be there. And it's because of that surrounding. And I think sometimes. A lot of people walk into a space and they don't realize why they're feeling that way or why they don't want to purchase or why they don't want to go with that person. Um, And the same goes even for my studio. I've recently changed it. I change it every so often to bring in new clients, of course. And what I found is the more I love it, because I'm more proud of it, I am attracting the clients that also are excited to be there because I am. Um, and I know that for myself then brings in more revenue because I'm excited about it and it's been changing so exactly. that's been huge for me exactly too. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: so so that's why it's so hard to actually pinpoint what you just said it's hard to pinpoint what is it that changing this space is making this revenue go up is mm. it that I'm attracting the patients or I'm actually changing the attraction that I have mm. that people you know what I'm saying changing that energy and I I think it's I think it's all of those
0: things honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know I've taken a lot of your time a few more questions. No, no, no. One is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> one is I know you talked about that checklist and I'm going to put it in the notes so they can link to it if they're busy driving or exercising, but will you tell us where to get that checklist uh that you just talked about?
1: Yes. So our off, our website currently is chiropracticofficedesign.com. Mm-hmm. And if you type that in and then you forward slash podcast, then you will get to a landing page that you can fill out your information and get our, get that free resource. It's five point designer checklist. And it's actually the five, we came up with it. My team and I came up with it as these are the first five things we would do when we're looking at renovating
0: a space. That's perfect. I think that's great and for they, the listeners. Yeah. They need to know and where to start. To it's tough.
1: You- mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's actually set up like a checklist where you can put print it out. If you're one of those, and print it out and actually write on it and go through that.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So
1: it'll be It'll be helpful for them.
0: I love that. And something else is, is there anything, and I know I didn't preface this, but anything on your heart or anything that you'd want to share, any encouragement or places to start, anything that you want to share that we haven't shared yet today?
1: So, One of the things that is very appealing to me about your show is that you are, you're helping aspiring, especially women, probably mostly creatives do something right with their life or or create businesses. You said a lot of them are actually startups and things of that sort, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I understood. So um, I just want to encourage them that don't give up on, if you have a dream just don't give up on it. It's not going to be easy. You know, it's a 10-year ten ten year overnight success kind of idea. You know, no one's an overnight success. Just don't, just steadily stay there and just steadily keep going for it. And especially if you're passionate and you know you have a purpose with that. Um, it's not easy. Mm. So find a community to support you. Absolutely. So that's the things that made a difference because i've been self-employed, we'll call it, since um 1992 when my daughter was 2 years old and i decided i needed flexibility. Mm-hmm. and it's been a path. and so now i have a, have a firm of 10 people and we work virtually and i work part time. so that's the goal. Right?
0: that's incredible. <laughs> right that is a long yeah. time to be self-employed. i'm proud yeah. already. that's huge.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> and i was self-employed for a while not realizing that I just owned my job, mm-hmm. and then I began to develop a business. So there's two different things there. And That's a whole nother podcast we could go yes. into. What's yes, the, it is. can be self-employed and owning a business. So, um, so anyway, but but just just don't give up. It's hard. Mm. It's hard,
0: but it's worth it. It absolutely is. Yes, thank you. And so one that- more question is. What are some ways that you're getting encouraged lately, whether it's a book, Audible, podcast, anything that you are loving right now? So we started
1: before we had that little intro. So I'm an Audible, I'm an Audible gal, right? Mm -hmm. I have had an Audible membership for I don't know how many years. And there's always a new book of something I'm interested in. And I'm interested in, in health and longevity, you'll, you can look at my audible and you'll know everything about me. <laughs> it's either health and longevity or growing a business. Yeah. So those are the two <laughs> kind of like things that I go through. And, and there's always something when you listen to those books, it's like, it's not really new, but it's a new way of thinking about stuff.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yep. a new way of looking at it. So. Oh, I love so that. There. Thank you. And how can we find you, follow you, get all the tips and trade and even hire you for design? <laughs> so
1: our current website is chiropracticofficedesign.com And I'm not sure when this is going to post, but by the end of March, we're, we're revamping everything because we work on, we work for more than just chiropractors. We work in all holistic health. And so our, new website is going to just be crossfieldsdesign.com perfect. and um, so I'm not sure when it'll be published but either one it'll direct you there but I'm on there and then you can find our Facebook you can find our Twitter you can find our Instagram you can find our Pinterest we have a huge Pinterest board perfect because we use Pinterest for mm-hmm. our design we mm-hmm. use it with our clients it's our it's our way of of gathering um their ideas and showing them things. So, so yeah, if you're, if you're look, just looking for stuff we have a portfolio, you can dig through and yes, maybe. I've
0: already stocked the website and Instagram. I've not stocked y'all's Pinterest though. So I'm going to do that later today. Twice, <laughs> okay. I love that. Thank you okay. again, Carolyn. I've so appreciated Thank our conversation. You. This has been you. so much fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Do you have a way that you are streamlined with your clients, sending invoices, proposals, getting paid, organizing, having a calendar, and if you also have a podcast, you can set up a separate account just so that you can set up calendars and reminders for those podcast interviews. If you do not have a system like this in place, please try out HoneyBook. I have had it for two years. I use it for everything in my business to keep in contact, to keep organized, and to keep everything in that one Place right now, you can get 35% off when you use Honeybook. So go to share.honeybook.com Shauna Star, that's S H A N N A S T A R, to get started now and get 35% off.